Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. On the podcast this week, we're welcoming Jessie Dooley. She's a powerhouse businesswoman and a mom of three. Her efforts on her Pacific Northwest indoor cycling studio, Burn Cycle, have made her an award-winning entrepreneur. But she's learned so much more along the way about herself and about how to find the real joy in the journey, deciding it's not about the load, it's about how you carry it. Listen in as she shares her wisdom and her story. Okay, you guys, it is my extreme pleasure to welcome Jessie Dooley. She is the founder of Burn Cycle here in Portland. And she has just this amazing story and amazing community that she has built. Jessie, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So I would love it if you would share with listeners what your story was with Burn Cycle and how that intersected with your motherhood journey. Yeah. Intersected feels like a really clean term, I would say, yeah. uh, maybe an implosion of <laughs> uh, how it how it all happened. So I decided to start a business in 2013 and then conveniently found out I was pregnant at the same time. I had already sort of taken the steps, couldn't really turn back. And so it ended up that I opened my first studio just a couple of weeks after having my first child. So zero confidence in yeah, either as totally. a business owner or as a mother. I think it in the long run, I would never recommend this for anyone. Um, But um, for me, I I didn't know any different, but it was probably one of the most invaluable things that has ever happened to my personal well-being and professional career. I think a a huge part of why Burn Cycle is the way that it is, is because of that journey. So we open our doors and I just had a baby. And so I'm 52 pounds heavier than I'd Mm -hmm. ever been in my life, which, you know, when you get pregnant, you're just like, oh, cool. I've been trying really hard to look a certain way for half. Yes, and, yes, yes. And now I'm just supposed to be okay with it? Okay, cool. This isn't a total, you know, all right, we're fine. Everything's fine. I'm fine. Okay, so, okay. You know, I was 52 pounds heavier than I'd ever been. And, and I am trying to sell fitness and I couldn't physically do the physical fitness I was trying to sell my city. And so while I'm human, because I just had a baby, it was humiliating. I mean, it was, I was humiliated. I, I didn't, I couldn't do this thing. And it, it was so fascinating because... I think a lot of people in my particular industry are probably really fit and parlay that into, they like working out, they they are sort of fitness centric people and then parlay that into a career. And I was a producer before this and just totally burnt out and wanted to do something more passion driven. And then I had to start it in this position where I was so uncomfortable with kind of every part of who I am with no confidence, you know, as a business, as a mother, I'm got to keep a human alive. And, and now I got to spin my legs around and do this thing. And it's so intimidating <laughs> and it's so intense. And, and I had, I think probably the journey of what a lot of clients feel like. So I started in the back corner and then mm-hmm. no adult human wants to do something where all the other adults look like they know what they're doing. I, it's just, yes. so, you know, yes. you know, our rooms are totally dark. And so, you know, start in the back corner. And then I remember the the first time too, it was like the, the tears were shooting out of my eyes, like, like a, like a cartoon character because <laughs> the lights go out and you just feel 
anonymous and you have no responsibility in those moments. Like, oh my God, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, your legs are turning around. But, and then you move in and then you go to the middle row and then you move in and finally get to the front row. And the geography of the specific studio and where I was isn't actually that important. It's more so just building up this confidence and having this outlet that I was forced to have. So I know a lot of times when you have a baby, it's really hard to find time to do anything. Mm -hmm. And I feel very lucky that I was forced to integrate a release into my life. And so for me, burn cycle, and I think for most, most of the working moms and and moms that I talk to, it is such a release. It's such a, like, take your armor off, put the list down. And I'm so grateful that I was able to have that right out of the gates because I think it was huge in shaping how we created the culture of burn cycle and that it was so much more than physical. And it was so much more than just, we're going to do this for calories or, you know, because we're going to look a certain way. It, It was really about mental health and mental stability and mental clarity and just hitting pause for a moment because I think when you become a mom and then I had become a business owner at the same time, you know, there's just no, that, that train is not stopping. That is yeah. like a bullet train and it's yeah. not, you wake up mid conversation, right? And you're like, mm-hmm. did I text that woman back? I don't know. And so you're just always worried. Did I get shots? Did I, I, I don't know. Are they allergic to milk? Whatever, everything. <laughs> the running list. The running list of things. Yeah. And, and so just to be able to hit pause and have that forced integration of that, I'm, I'm so grateful because now when I don't have that, it is so clear what I need that I can course correct really quickly. And, and then we just kept opening studios and kept having babies. Again, I don't suggest this as a business <laughs> strategy, yeah. um, but uh, it's just the way that it, that it worked out. So we, now we have four studios and three babies. So yeah, we're done. we're done with babies and studios. It's so cool. And I think, you know, it really is true when you're there, I go to burn cycle and when I'm there, it's like, I'm immersed in this environment that I'm reminded by the instructors that I'm not supposed to not supposed to, but I, but I can choose to not think about the things that are outside of the room. And because it is hard and I feel vulnerable, it like places me in this position where like, I can't think about the other things. Yeah. It's, it's essentially, I mean, at the end of the day, I don't want to get too technical about Mm -hmm. exercise, but when your body goes into fight or flight, you're not using your prefrontal cortex, which is what makes us all worry and try to plan right for like, I stress out so much and there has yet to have ever been a spinning emergency, but I am ready if <laughs> yes. it comes, right? There's no, it's so yeah. unnecessary. Yeah. But when your your body is in fight or flight, which is what high intensity interval training does, your prefrontal cortex shuts down and you're just working with like, you know, sort of the seat of your soul, we yeah. call it. And so it's kind of like I joke, if you're running from the cops and someone yells, turn right, you're going to turn right. Yeah. You know, and so you just, you sort of peel back all these layers where you can actually absorb what the instructors are saying and, you know, but what we say is going to go, you know, in one year and out the other, but the fact that you're coupling it with really physically challenging yourself, because, you know, we don't come over and turn the tension up, but that's all you guys. And so there's this really amazing confluence of being inspired to, you know, show up for yourself in ways you didn't think you could. And then you're actually literally doing it in real time. And so then in 45 minutes, you're like, Oh my God, I am a goddess. I yeah. am all that is yes. women right yes. now. <laughs> you know, you're like a savage yeah. in there. And then you go back out to your car that you bought based on a safety rating. Yeah, and you put on has, your pretty dress um, and like, you yeah. know, go <laughs> exactly go three car seats and just covered in checks mix. But in that room, like I, I can do anything. So yeah, um, so there's science behind it, but it, it's, it is pretty, I think we've also, again, because of my unique experience, we do not 
for one second, take for granted 45 minutes that someone's going to take us. So yeah, totally. So I, I felt it. I, I lived it. So yeah. Dr. Ginsburg, Ken Ginsburg, who does a lot of stuff on resilience and teens, he talks a ton about like instant vacations for your mind. Mm. And I think about burn cycle as this like 45 minute instant yes. vacation. Yes. I mean, it's not instant. Like I'm not sipping a pina colada, but I'm at all, <laughs> but like, I don't yeah. do that well. Yeah. So this is like the instant vacation that I feel like is actually useful yeah. because like you said, it helps you get to those like deeper levels. I mean, I have sobbed through burn cycle classes. I have Me too. Me too. Mm-hmm. screamed and like raised the roof and yeah. Beyonce my way through recycle classes, right? Just depending on like what my body and my brain need at the mm-hmm. moment. I want to talk about community too, because I know that you've had a special focus on new moms because of your experience. Mm-hmm. How do you feel like burn cycle builds community with the participants? Like how do people come together in Burn Cycle? Because it's a very individual thing. It's in the dark. It is. It is. I think, I mean, a, a huge thing for us, I can, I can get really granular yeah. on it, but when you're in that room, there's, you know, 44 or 50 people and we're all doing the same thing at the same time mm-hmm. because we do it to the beat of the music. And it's sort of this collective consciousness that you get swept up in, but because yeah. it's dark, you don't have to worry about the person next to you. You don't have to, like I said earlier, you can kind of take your armor off and just really be there with your whole heart, which is, you know, as soon as the lights go on, everybody tenses back up, yeah. whether it's act, you know, figuratively or, yeah. or you probably see that from the yeah, room. Yeah, yeah, all yeah. of a sudden, you know, you're like, oh, you guys, we're all still the same people. Uh-huh. But I think there is a humbling kind of element that happens with burn cycle because it is so challenging that we've all experienced it together. Like we made it through. So at the end, you're, I mean, you have an endorphin high that I would love to say is just totally unique to me, but that's yeah. just exercise. <laughs> but you know, they, we've all like, we made it through this thing. We accomplished this thing together. We did it. And so there's, there's this sort of sense of union in that. There's a, just a sense of camaraderie that happens. And I think too, we have a deep, genuine love of humans mm-hmm. before our love of fitness. Mm-hmm. So our mission statement as a company is connection is what we do. Movement's just the language we speak. That's so cool. So that's, that's yeah. what we're all about. So whether it would have been underwater biking or <laughs> I, I don't even know what the new trends are, right? Like a aerial yoga, yeah, it, sure. maybe not my pace, <laughs> yeah. you know, but it, it could have been a multitude of things. But I think that what Burn Cycle is and always has been and will always be about is just humans and people. And so with that being the the foundation and the seed, the roots that everything grew from, every single person on our team knows that that's what we value. And it's yeah. that that's the most important thing. And so then that trickles down, you come into a space, you can just feel it. You can feel yeah. it. Everyone's going to say hi to you. No one's, you know, there's not a hierarchy of who rides more or yeah. who does this. And I think it's wonderful because so many people feel like they can let down their guard in there because mm-hmm. the instructors just do such a good job of being real. Yeah. We are just adamant about not wanting really fit, you know, people demonstrating fitness. We want real humans up there yeah. that, that give the rest of us permission to be real and raw and vulnerable because you're panting like a cart horse, right. you know, because yes. you drank a bottle of wine on a Monday night because yeah. everyone was crying. Like I just, yeah. okay. Just every, I was crying. I, everyone was crying. Literally yeah. the only person not crying was a dog. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's okay. No judgment. And so I think it just creates a space, you know, it's kind of like when you, you walk in to grandma's house and yeah. you're like, I'm not going to change my pants for like, I'm wearing sweats for like three days, or like whatever it is. That's yes. what I do with my grandma's yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, it's all about creating the, the energy and the space. And I'm very grateful that we have a team that really values 
meeting new people and connecting with new people and then watching those other connections happen. And so people will just strike up conversations in the lobby. It's, it's, yeah. it's wonderful. And so I wish I could put that into more context, but I think it's just a, it's fertile soil for conversation. And anytime anybody finds out that someone just had a baby, there will be like 10 women be like, Oh my God, how are you doing? Yeah. How are the lady parts? Yes. Like we yes. just go right for it. Like yeah. there's, there's just no, I love it. And I, when I had my babies or the first one, yeah. you know, the, the nurses or whatever, the midwives, they're like, here's some mom's groups. And I was like, Oh, I don't, I don't, I don't really have time for that. <laughs> <Yeah>. but, <laughs> so it looks really lovely. And I would really love to meet other mothers. And, <laughs> and then my baby was at burn cycle all the time. And it was amazing. The tenderness that these women showed me right away. Yeah. And so that was, that was amazing. I think something else too, that, that someone had said to me, mm-hmm. which I, I take as a huge compliment is that there's a little bit of a sense of the matriarch. There's a, I'm mm-hmm. kind of the matriarch of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of Brazil. I yeah. don't ever consider myself a CEO or like yeah. I'm the boss or anything like that. But I think there's, there's a certain power in the way matriarchs care for their families totally. and their people. And so yeah. it's a interesting you way shelter. to put it. You kind of shelter yeah, people. I'm always like, oh, Oh my God. Okay. I'll get you a book. I have a great book for that or like this or that, you know, and we're, and then they turn around and do it to each other. And it's, it's just like, we're all kind of raising each other and helping each other and bear hugging each other. And, and then again, we get in that room and throw on like DMX and scream our faces off. Totally. Because we used to be cool. That's right. That's right. No, there is some of that. Totally. Like I'm I'm going back to my like 19 year old. I was in prime during this song. I used to crush it. Bonnie and Clyde 03, Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's on. No, I think there's a lot of value that. And for for people even who aren't in an area where burn cycle exists or this type of thing exists, Mm -hmm. I think something powerful you said is just basically like throwing off this idea that meeting other moms or dads or whatever, other parents has to be like in a circle, like singing Kumbaya, Mm -hmm. staring at someone's face with Mm -hmm. your baby there. I went to one mommy me class. My baby was colicky. Yes. Great. I was a pediatrician. Other people in the room knew me from the community. It was was like the worst experience of my entire life. My baby's sobbing the entire time. I started sobbing in the middle of the mommy class. I was like, never again. So I totally chose Things like Hike It Baby, where you could go. Yeah, I love Hike It Baby. Yeah, where you could go in the woods and walk Mm -hmm. with someone and do like parallel communication. You're doing an activity. Or Mm -hmm. I chose like just finding other people from like a music class or from some other thing. So I think that like even if you're not in a burn cycle situation, just for listeners, like where they don't have burn cycle in your location – just taking ownership or taking a step back to say, what is the thing that actually would work for me to connect with other people, even if it's less traditional? Yes. Right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's 2020. You can find like a mom's group that likes polishing gemstones while riding unicycles, right? It's 2020. (laughs) We can all do this. It just takes a little more effort. And so I think if anyone doesn't need to talk to moms about effort, right? It's it's like, we get effort. We got it. (laughs) You know, but it's interesting. Yeah, I think it, yeah. Hey mama, when I think about the times I have felt the most overwhelmed or discouraged as a mom, they all share one common theme. In all of them, I felt directionless or like I was headed in the wrong direction even. So as I dove into what can make it better for myself or for my family or just for life in general, I started thinking every day about how I was actually going to move toward where I wanted to be in six core areas. My dreams, spending time on what matters, making space for myself, taking care of my mental and physical health, parenting and partnership, and being really purposeful 
about understanding who my kids are, what their needs are, and how I can best parent them as individuals. And after a while, I realized I had something I could come back to when I felt rudderless, but also that I felt lost less often. So I started writing down for the modern mommy community more about these six core areas. And that's how the parenting with intention journal came to be. Because as I shared what I learned about intentional parenting with other mamas in my clinic or online, it resonated with them. We designed the parenting with intention journal to be quarterly. So you could start fresh every three months and be able to look back on the year in chunks and see your progress. If you're feeling like you could use some more intention in your motherhood journey, you can check it out at modernmommydoc.com forward slash shop. You can make your own journal with a notebook or even lined paper. You don't have to buy anything to do this. Above all, I hope you'll take at least five minutes a day to stop, slow it down, and really get intentional about what your motherhood journey is all about. So you're a busy lady, speaking of like effort, Mm -hmm. and you just went on this really long, like, I want to say spiritual journey, but like, that's maybe too much, but like this like big adventure for yourself mentally. Can you tell people about that? Cause I think it'd be really powerful for people to think about just how to reframe their experience in their lives as mothers. Yeah. Yeah. So I started my business in 2013. We opened five studios in five years. We grew over a thousand percent. And in the same five years, I had three children. And so yeah, it was a train wreck. It was an absolute train wreck. It was like, just put my head down because I mean, I'll work. I'll, I will work. Like if you need to move, just call me. Yeah. Like, oh, this sounds fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had, I just had sort of a implosion. I got so sick and tired of constantly feeling this like constant level of strenuousness in my life that mm-hmm. didn't need to be there. Like I said earlier, mm-hmm. I'm always planning, mm-hmm. trying to prepare and do all this stuff. So nothing falls through the cracks. And, and my mom was diagnosed with cancer and it was just awful because moms need your moms. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. just, whew, it was just such a blow to me. And I took it worse than she did. Yeah. I understand <laughs> and, that. <laughs> and, um, mm-hmm. was so, you know, so dramatic about it and it just leveled me. And I would go see her all the time as much as I could when she was getting chemo and I came in and I'm really stressed out, super stressed out about something. And my mom just looks at me and goes, just drop the struggle. And I was like, what? And she says this to me as she's getting like pumped full of chemo. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't have to yell at me. (laughs) She said, just drop the struggle. Like just, just drop it. I mean, Oh, Oh no. I have to brush my teeth every day. I have to brush my teeth twice a day, every day for the rest of my life. Oh my God. How am I going to have time to do this? How am I going to, and I was like schooled by Kathy in, in wow. the chemo lounge. And <laughs> it was such a wake up call. Cause here's this woman who's, I mean, her and my father have been entrepreneurs. They, they're 69 years old and they just started their seventh company yeah. and they're tried and true, like boots on the ground entrepreneurs. So they know work and hustle. And, and then here she is doing this on top, on top of all of it and being grounded enough and settled enough to exactly use your words to, to zoom out for a minute and just drop the struggle. And it hit me. And then my dad chimes in and they're like the best duo. <laughs> and he's like, you know, I kid, it's, it's never the load that'll break you, but it's how you carry it. And I was like, Oh, oh. Oof. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So I wrote both of those things down. And I think a lot of us ladies, if mm-hmm. I'm going to speak mm-hmm. generally moms, especially working moms, we're just martyrs, right? It's just all about martyrdom. Yeah. We're just going to push through. We're just going to push through. Yeah. And at that point, that that's where I was. And I was waiting for my husband to tell me like I need him to witness my effort loading the dishwasher. Like it, it yeah. got to a point yeah, where I needed like here. every single thing I yep. was doing, I needed validation mm-hmm. for, had, you know, I just was just a total loss of self-respect mm-hmm. because it was stretched in every different direction and trying to please every different person and not trying to make any mistakes and trying to stay up on everything. I mean, I, this is how privileged and burnt out I was. I forgot to get our third kid vaccinated and we're not anti-vaxxers. <laughs> yeah. I just forgot. Yeah. And I, a, that just shows my privilege right there. So right. Yeah, we're, we're good. Right. But I'm like, oh my, I go to put him in preschool and they're like, he was never, oh my God. <laughs> Anyways, um, roundabout, bring it back to, yeah. I, you know, I, I think I was waiting for something to change. I was waiting just for whatever society's tiara, right. Mm-hmm. Or just waiting for somebody else to do something or the apologies you're never going to get or whatever it is that, that just keep you in these loops and tired. It's like when you, you just get tired of something, you know, you're just so to the point and not the kind of frustration where your kid's giving you attitude. I mean, where you are on a deep level, you're like, my life needs to change because this is, you know, this is not how it's supposed to be. And this is not how I want to live. And I decided to make an entire year, all of 2019, just entirely about self-work and self-care. And I'm not a big like mani-pedi person. That's not for, for me. But what I mean by that is I just... I decided to put 365 days into sort of this, this framework of, I was going to do, do a couple things every week. I was going to do a couple things every single day. Basically I set a goal of having one word. I decided to pick one word and I asked myself, what am I, what am I craving? What do I need? And I wrote all this stuff down and, and kind of distilled it all down into one word. And it came down to worthy, which as someone who's won all these ridiculous awards for business, you're big time. I guess I've, I've never, um, never questioned my ability to work for something, but never felt confident or worthy to receive it when I got there. So yeah. I'm a very grateful person, but it's always gratitude, but waiting for the other shoe to drop because I don't deserve this life. Yeah. Oh, I and, still feel that. You yeah. know, and where you're like, but, 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 but I got to keep going or it's going to get taken away or something bad's going to happen. Yeah. Or, and so I distilled it all down and got down to this one word of, of worthy, which I think resonates with a lot of women, worthiness of asking your partner to take the kids so that you can complete projects. You are absolutely worth saying, you know, I'm going to find time to exercise and you can figure the meal out or like, it's okay if the house is messy because my mental state is worth more than, than a clean house. And so every single day for 365 days, I wrote down three things too. I wrote down what energizes me, what I'm grateful for, and what's not working. And it was basically, I kind of data mined my own psyche, yeah, if you yeah. will, because then all of a sudden you start to see patterns. Yeah. And you're like, oh, what I'm grateful for is actually time alone. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So if I just go to the grocery store, but I'm not rushed, I am loving this. Look, oh my God. Look at all these bitters options we yeah. live in Portland. So yeah, there's, like, yeah, yeah. there's like yeah. a pile of bitters, you know, yeah, but, at the regular grocery store. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was so interesting. I mean, then you start to gravitate towards the things that energize you. And then it becomes very clear when something is not energizing you. And it's these three simple things that aren't like 
setting, you know, it's not like hustle, hustle, hustle. It's sort of this confluence of, well, what do I need to change? But also what am I grateful for right now? So there's this confluence of contentment, but what's not working and I'm the one that has to change it. And so I started seeing the same patterns with certain relationships and started seeing the same patterns with, with work things, but they would show up in different situations and circumstances. And it was a fascinating experience to do it. I just started course correcting and making changes as needed. I went to therapy twice a week, every yeah. week for 365 days. Love and therapy. <laughs> even though all yeah. the therapy is yeah. right. All of it, man. I mean, if, even if it was, I'm so frantic. I'm so stressed out, whatever it was, it, I would just go and, and then you always feel better afterwards. And I, I made a point to, to always figure out how to exercise. Uh, again, it's a huge part of mm-hmm. what I need, but I think it's a release for a lot of people and, mm-hmm. and you do generally get an endorphin high from it. So yeah. it's, yeah. it was so fascinating because I think it requires space to self analyze requires mm-hmm. a certain level of sacrifice because things are going to get messy and you're like, Oh wow. I didn't know I had that blind spot. Totally. Wow. I am definitely just blaming you for this because I don't feel secure <laughs> in my whatever, you know, yeah. you're just like, Ooh, that is uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. um, I see this more clearly and I yes, actually don't like it. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yes. But mm-hmm. it was, you know, self-analysis and self-reflection and just it's work, but it's the kind of work I want to be doing now that I've done it now that I'm on the other side of it because it made me so acutely aware of how in control of my own happiness I am and how in control of my own stress I am. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, wait. <laughs> I could have been doing this the whole time, you know, but again, I think there's probably like a a tipping point that we kind of reach, but it was the most transformative year of my life. And I put, I wasn't as productive as I probably could have been Mm -hmm. at work. Mm -hmm. Um, I kept telling myself that's okay because I'm not a whole human right now. Yeah. And you start to uncover you know, the cracks and the brokenness and the, the insecurities and the, the trauma and the damage is I'm trying to use buzz, no, terms, but, but everyone's got it. Everything. Yeah. And, and I think it's like, what's the point if you're not a whole person at the end of the day and you don't have like contentment or again, to use like a woo woo term, like joy yeah. at the end of the day, like then what was all this for? Yeah. Why did we put in all the work? Why are we doing it? I am a big believer, you know, lots of people for finance stuff talk about like, just don't have like a latte a day or like put like $5 a day away Mm -hmm. or blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. I am a big believer in like, it's more than that when it comes to finances and when it comes to your life, like it's not enough to be like, I'm going to spend five minutes a day, like being mindful for myself. Mm -hmm. To me, it's about like, when you look at your life, are you happy with the way that you're spending your time? Mm-hmm. What are the things that are not serving you well? And what things do you really crave? Like you said, yeah. like my word is freedom. Yes. Like <laughs> give just me freedom. Brave heart. Just yes. brave heart, girl. I'm slow clapping you. I'm in your freedom, corner, friends. And the freedom could be, like you said, at the freaking grocery store by myself looking at fancy napkins. Whatever it I matter. want to. I'm going to smell every single one of these candles because <laughs> I have the freedom to do that, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. so yeah, as an encouragement, I think for moms who are listening to this, like, I don't think it has to mean that like you quit your job or that you no longer show up like to do some of the tasks for your family. I think it's looking at your overall life and deciding like, Am I going to let things happen to me or am I going to be the person who like takes control of the things that I can take control of? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, I, I cannot reiterate enough the term 
It's not the load that'll break you. It's how you're carrying it. I'm like, oh my God, you just come at me. You know, we, we've got this. Moms can handle it. But there's so much else going on mentally for moms. Emotionally, like let's not forget that we're hugely emotional beings and that we feel things that our partners just don't as women yeah, yeah. and mothers. Yeah. And so you carry... I don't want to say a burden because they're precious little angels that we all love and they don't lie or bite or hit. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but all, the, all but the it is yesterday. It, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Some burden is not the right term I'm looking for, but it is, it's a weight that yeah. you carry yeah. that our partners, they do, but not to the extent that the, the maternal connection and being a more emotional beings, you carry that. So you've got to make space then is you can't keep doing things the way that you were. And as they get older, you know, my sister just had a baby. Mm-hmm. I deeply love my sister mm-hmm. and we are total opposites. She's mm-hmm. like the fanciest lady <laughs> during her. I got to help her deliver her baby and it was amazing. And she, she's an interior designer. Everything's like beautiful. Oh, yeah. She's, fancy, she's fancy. just like rose colored glasses. Uh-huh. She's like my favorite human. And she would never complain. She's like, Oh my gosh, I don't know you know, about this and that. And it's so fun to watch her go through the baby phase. And now my kids are two, three and six. And we ran into one of our mutual girlfriends who has teenagers. And we were just talking about, you know, the baby stage and then the kind of toddler and, and yeah, and, older and slightly. Then, and she said, Ooh, little kids, little problems, big kids, big, big problems. My kid got his license today and backed right into a Tesla. And I was like, okay. Okay. And so we've done, we've like, like taken that in we're like, you know, yeah. these are these are little problems. This is this is good. We can handle it right now. But I think what you're saying is that even if we have little problems and little kids, that the weight is still heavy on us. Yeah. And yeah. that like it feels heavy in the moment. But that we can decide if we're gonna like martyr our way through it mm-hmm. or if we're gonna be like, no, I'm gonna choose how I live my life. Yeah, I gotta take care of some of these mm-hmm. things, but I'm not gonna let that weight own me. I think that's what you're talking about. Like it's, it just becomes things become so precious, you yeah. know. Like everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be. Yeah. And I'm, I say that as a recovering yeah. person, that is, it just gets so precious, right? Or like things get so loaded with your partner because you guys aren't connecting. Like yeah. my husband and I just run real time logistics all the time, mm-hmm. and we'll go two days. Make I don't think we've made eye contact. Just so much that changes in your body physiologically. And I think mentally when you have a kid, but you're just supposed to go back to work and you're supposed to go back to the way you've always done it. And it's essentially remapping your life course to hold enough space in your heart to love these little humans and to love the life that you're creating. But in order to even think about doing that, what I've learned is, is and it sounds so cliche, but that you have to have your whole heart taken care of. Totally. So this, this past year was, was all about that. And, and I can honestly say that in one year's time of focusing on myself, one year's time of paying attention to what worked and what didn't and course correcting and saying, I'm going to change this. What can I change about this? You know, I, I don't need to value being in groups of, of women. I want to just have depth with my very closest friends or yes, these, these things, yeah. you know, like these little things that you don't really realize until you're looking every day and you're like, Oh wait, that's not. And then to get to the end of it and look back and have this year be just full of amazing, tiny inner miracles that nobody felt or saw about me, but it was real time observations in the moment where normally I would have spun out or freaked out or let it eat me alive or just like beat myself up. In that moment, I stopped and was like, Oh my God. Okay. We're doing this. I'm going to be, I'm okay. And I'm going to, I'm going to move on. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna make a chicken pot pie right now. I'm not. I've never made that in my <laughs> life, but that's how confident yeah. I felt in those moments. And that that is honestly, it's a feeling I've never felt, and I'm just addicted to it. And I get I get it now, and I'm. You're sharing the gospel of it. I love it. The other, the other day I heard you say in class and we'll like close with this because I think it's like the most powerful thing. You're like, you don't need everybody else to like you. Why are you living your life so that everyone else will be like cool with what you're doing and happy with you. And like everybody loves you. You need you to like you. And if you like you, then you can like conquer the world. Like you're going for it. And that resonated so much with me. And I think that coming back to burn cycle, like, I think that is the value of these like deep experiences, no matter how you get it, mama's like, I don't care at a burn cycle esque thing at wherever else that it strips away the layers and you get to actually come back to yourself. Mm -hmm. That's what we talk about at Mm -hmm. modern mommy doc about Mm -hmm. like making space for yourself Mm -hmm. because that's where you actually like deal with the real, the real stuff. Will you tell listeners where to find you? Like on the web in Portland. Yeah, I was like my Pacific home Northwest. Yeah, 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 don't yes. share that. <laughs> um, yes, I'm on the gram. It's at Mrs. Dooley, D U L E Y. And Burn Cycle is our website's burn cycle.com. And we're in Portland and Lake Oswego. And we're also in Seattle, Capitol Hill, and Ballard. And so love to meet any mamas. Come to mama. All the mamas. I love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. So oh, I love it. Thank, thank you so you. much for doing this. Yeah, thank you. Hey, 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 if you loved this episode, make sure to subscribe to the Modern Mommy Doc podcast so you're automatically notified every time we have powerful information, inspiration, and amazing guests to share with you. We would also be so honored if you shared the Modern Mommy Doc podcast with your friends by snapping a screenshot of this episode and posting it with hashtag Modern Mommy Doc so we can spread the word and help more mamas win at parenting without losing themselves. Thanks for being part of our community.